Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. I hope you guys are well. Uh, we've got oh, we've got lots to talk about this week, haven't we? And we've got lots to talk about this week. Aren't we well prepared this week? Let's um, let's start off by asking. Um, anyone got anything to say about how their week's gone? Who wants to go? Has anybody done anything exciting this week? Can I just throw in? Yeah. Alcohol, tea, coffee, James. Come on, coffee, we've yeah. spoke about drinky poos, have we? Has anything changed? Coffee still? I don't know. Yeah. No one's drink. There's only me drinking. Oh, Coca Cola. I'm on my normal. No, well, no this shit. is Ooh, this what's... is my first beer since Sunday. And what a beer to choose. Oh, and what Cows a beer bird. to choose. I'm worried about what, what Dave's just shown. It looked a bit like rabbit piss with ice. It's Diet Coke without any caffeine. Oh, oh I've got them. No, Are you cutting back on the caffeine, Dave? No, it's, it, I just, it's what Jay buys, but it, it's, right. um, I, I've stopped drinking since Christmas. I've lost 11 pounds so far. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Really? Wow. Were you, yeah. were you drinking a lot then, apart from Friday nights? No, no, no. I mean, I've stopped eating as well and up the exercise. Purified, yeah. purified kebab. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm just thinking of, of lugging a backpack up the mountains. I can't afford to get out of shape because the minute they ease lockdown, I'm up there like a You're rat up, up a drain pipe. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. No, Are you still allowed to go out local walks, Dave? Yeah, well, you have to start and finish at your front door. You can't drive anywhere. Mm. And are you doing that? Yeah, every single day. I, I walk yeah. about um, between three and five miles a day. Very good. Very good. Wow. Impressive. But I, I'm I'm actually walking fast. I'm not stopping to take pictures. I, I'm trying to beat my time record each day. I was going to say, whatever you do, it's always a good idea to start and finish at your front door. <laughs> well, you could go around back. Or, or your back, back door. door, yes, yes, that's a good point. He's yes, a back door. A good point. You can't beat a bit of back door action. No. I knew that was coming. <laughs> open it up. <laughs> it was always no, not open it up. Why did Shall we move on? Why did we go down that road? <laughs> Listen, I, 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 um, oh, I've, got yeah, so, I've got something to say because you guys were talking about gas last week, weren't you? Mm, and, and I got and I was a little bit jealous of your lenses and stuff you were buying. So I've, Ooh. I've. I've ordered two new lenses this week. Oh, oh Nikon two. lenses. What? Yeah. You've, you've got to save money somehow, I suppose. It's hard times. I've ordered two new Nikon premium flexible readers for these ah, bad boys. Ah, <laughs> yes, Nikon glass. In, these, are, these are my old ones, by the way. For, for those who don't know, and you guys do, I was out on a walk last weekend and I lost my... Uh, prescription glasses somewhere so I've had to dig out my old prescription glasses which hence why I, I like to sit back because I can see you all whereas down here I can't it's, that's why but, you look like a one Ronnie <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and the thing is these haven't got polarized my polarizer on so I've got glare coming through here so I need my variable polarizer on these but no I've got I've got two I've got a new pair coming and they've both got Nikon lens in them Wow. So I did ask for Sony, and I said I'd be happy with Canon, but no, it was it was Nikon all the way. I had to accept. So yeah, at least they won't fog up. So when he doesn't turn up next week, we'll know that he can't find a room. Yeah, and that'll be the problem. Can't find. I had a board. pair of glasses that had Zeiss Zeiss lenses. Yeah, in I think them. it's either Zeiss. They or Nikon. was they was yeah. very focals, uh, but I couldn't get on with very focals. I was walking around like Mister Magoo. Well, these they, that I've ordered are, opti- uh, are occupational varifocals, which means yeah. I can see I can see near and middle, but I can't see far. Right. Are the image stabilised? They are, <laughs> mate. Yeah, yeah. Up, up to ten stops. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Shall we carry this on because it's going well? This got all else to talk about. Do, do they call it image stabilisation on a Nikon? Is it called something else? Is it VR. VR. VR, VR, isn't it? Yeah. yeah vibration reduction. Yeah. Mm. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Back door, man. There's a joke there. Oh, there's a few. <laughs> do you like me you pink? Don't want, you don't want reduced vibrations. Do you, do you like me pink? Me and Dave's got a bit of pink going on. Yeah. It's nice. It's, it's very pink. pink. Well, yeah, actually, very, just very while pink. we're talking about VR and image stabilisation, how many of us actually do shoot a lot of handheld? Massively now. I know James. I know James. Yeah. You're moving over to handheld more now, but yeah. and Dave. I know. Obviously, you know you shoot, especially when you know you're you're coming down the 
the mountains, but anybody else? Anyone See, else I, really shoot? I've been, per- I've been thinking about Percentage-wise, percentage-wise, what do you shoot? When, when I'm, I'm out doing street photography, I very rarely, don't, you know, it's always on a tripod. Yeah, 90% of the time I'm on a tripod. I always think that if you're going to put it on a tripod, it's because your exposure time is is too low. So that's what they're intended for, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. That's it. Camera shake. Have you you not been watching? You clearly, it's slow down. Ooh. So every eh, come on, everybody That's must have one. watched. Go on, every, got it. Come on, everybody must have watched at least one video from from several hundred vloggers when they say use a tripod, slow down. Slow your tripod, slow me down. Slow your process <laughs> down. Put it on a tripod, slows you down. No, you'd need thaw for it slow me down. You need horse tranquilizers to slow you down, man. <laughs> no, but I, I I like my tripod. I, I, I struggle to shoot handheld. Yeah, I, 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 I wish I could. That. It's like a, a, I said it before, I'm on the vlogs there. Slow down. No. Um, it's like an artist's easel, isn't it? It is. You get pitched it really up, you're is. waiting for the right moment. You know, I can just put it on the tripod and then, I don't know, I look at the back of the That's screen and then I look I look through the viewfinder and just think, well, I'll just kind of tweak it a little bit. You know, I, I like to kind of take... Five five minutes or so, or however long, just to kind of think that I've got it right before I press the shutter button. I just struggle. I, I wish I could do more handheld, but I just struggle. You're mm. very methodical, aren't you? And precise. Mm. That's what you're saying. You're you. It's like if you if you're whoa, holding. Whoa, if you're whoa, hand, whoa, whoa, whoa! What are you implying? Well, you if you hand, what, what I'm saying, if, if if you're hand holding, <laughs> right? You're hand holding. No, you can't be. You can't be like that. If you're like that for five minutes, yeah, you're going to be. No. Whereas if you're on a tripod, you can just plonk it on. And you could also it, say it's fucking lazy. <laughs> <laughs> you're not lifting anything. You know, you just put it on a tripod. I'm done. Let's have a look at your biceps, Manny. Oh, oh yeah. look at that. He, he handholds, doesn't he? Oh, I do. <laughs> a lot. I must admit, I'm actually missing my tripod because I suppose the last three or four months, it's 100% you. of my shots, you know, <laughs> that's where it lives. But about 100% of my shots have been handheld because all I'm doing is walking. And um, I miss putting the camera on a tripod and doing what Darren's saying. Mm. Uh, yeah, and yeah. the other thing Hello, is that it's... very often you'll get a shot framed up and then you're waiting for the light. Lazy. You can't do that handheld. Exactly. No, you're right. Yeah. If it's a composition which will improve based on the conditions and light, then of course you're going to put on a try. You could use masking tape on the floor so you know where your feet were. Yeah. Well, spray paint. Spray paint would be more permanent. Yeah, like what they use on soccer pitches. Yeah. Ref runs the old on. shaving foam. Vanishing spray. Vanishing spray. That's, That's where it was. Now, I think I think a tripod. I think when people tell you that you have to use a tripod, that's mm. a load of rubbish. But there are many benefits to using a tripod, aren't there? Oh, the opposite way yeah. around. Yeah, Anyone there, who yeah, tells yeah. you tells you to do anything. That's why I say horses <coughs> for courses. Whatever you fancy, what tickles your flute. I don't know. If someone I, said you need to switch the camera on. I'd probably go with that. Yeah, that'd help. I reckon tripods are mainly used these days not for the inten- intention of shooting an image because it's a long exposure. That's what I reckon. What do you think? I reckon it's for? just to plant it and set up a composition. Yeah, there's a certain thing though, isn't there? Someone go, they see you out in the fifth. Oh, he's a good photographer. He's got a tripod. Or in these days, you just, you, what are you doing? You're breaking the rules. Get, get yourself yeah. off. Yeah. Huh? Mm. Do one. Oh, dare you take a tripod? Yeah. Do one. Where's your M50? Not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Would you not feel confident without your tripod, tripod, Darren? In terms of, would you feel as though you're taking a quick shot, it wouldn't be exposed right or focused right or whatever? Yeah, I just like to check everything. You know, mm. there's so many. I don't know. There's so many times where you know I've put the camera on the tripod. And then I've looked at it and I think, right, no, I just want to just lift it up a little bit, look at it again. No, I just want to turn it a little bit. To, I don't know, I like to play around with it until I feel that it's right. 
And then once I think it's right, then I check my focus. Then I kind of check the histogram, and it's just I like it's a it's a very I find it quite relaxing actually being on a tripod. Yeah. It is methodical. It's the whole process that I enjoy of taking a photo. I realise that sometimes you have to be incredibly reactive, and you know, and I've been with Dave when he's reacted really quick to a, you know, to, to some light, and I kind of quite envy that, and I'm not fast enough to do that, but. I get a lot of pleasure, as James says, using kind of James and uh, uh, James's analogy, kind of an artist at his easel, you know, kind of standing back, and mm. it's just the enjoyment yeah. that I get from. I agree. From mm. it. Without, yeah. without, I'm exactly the same. Sorry, without getting like too serious because I'm joking around, but I, I like the idea of a walking momentum, and then, like you're saying, Darren, you get to a place that you've decided this is a, a, a then yeah then we'd use the tripod as in there's some kind of like um stages like you're saying you, you build up your methodical but for me i do also like the idea of uh, when i'm walking that i've got something that's why i got the clip because i think I, I see a lot of things all the time when we're either it, well thomas did it didn't he had the the lens in the back the camera in the back of his car yeah, and then he leaves, got it, it out leaves it overnight. So there's, there's this moment of reactive and then composed thought. I quite like combining the both. I think I think at the end of the day, all joking aside, a tripod is essential. You but see, on Tom, that, Tom, Tom must have had his tripod with him, though. Yeah, it's all his his vlogging camera, you mean? No, to take them photos. Tom, no, he didn't no handheld. Was that telephoto? Yeah, but what what surprised me? He said in his vlog that he passed that many a time, I think. Yeah, and he's seen it. But surely for me, it's a sort of image where you take your tripod. It's one of those images where you wait for the right time, the right light. So it's quite surprised me that I actually hadn't held it. I think it was the yeah. fact that it was such an unusual thing that he it, it was only now the situation he's in that he considered it to be quite... It, it mm. grabbed his imagination. Mm. I guess any other time he was thinking of other places and other compositions. I, yeah. I, he alluded to that in the video, that it was only now that we're restricted that you become... Uh, things are a, a vision. A, you, you see things more now. I'll tell, so tell you what's the ultimate compliment to him, though, is that there I've seen probably five, six, seven, eight, maybe more shots on Twitter in the last week that are almost identical to that wow. style of shot not not that not necessarily the exact uh, location yeah. but where you've got that sort of copse of trees and and the, and the rolling hills there's there's an awful lot of those so it, it was the birds which made it though wasn't it yeah, chose for the one yeah, with the birds definitely it was yeah. although he said in his vlog that he doesn't like to add things in uh, he, yeah. he's okay with taking things away and I was like we'll just have to shop with the bird in then and just add a bit of sun Although I guess that's there's no light in, though isn't it? there's I no light on that one yeah I guess that's still adding in yeah. yeah do you know what gentlemen we should do a podcast dedicated to Thomas there's an idea <laughs> we should yeah, do yeah maybe maybe he is that's the godfather he, he might have come on then you never know you never know I was going to say might Darren I, I was going to say Darren actually um, talking about tripods do you feel a bit more confident now though since you've been doing a lot of bird photography because obviously you're doing that handheld has that given you a bit more confidence when you say confidence what do you mean by confidence well, to, to, well you're saying you you like to feel you feel more comfortable with a tripod yeah yeah but as you've been conquering the camera handheld taking shots of birds do you think that might give you a bit more confidence to go out I don't in the field think it, and I don't, shoot? No, handheld? no, I don't. I think I don't think it's confidence. Right. It's what I enjoy. Methods. Like so, wild, so, so wildlife is different because wildlife is you're focusing on a bird. That is the only subject you have to worry about. So handheld is fine for for wildlife, but you know, like so, I'll take a picture. As I just said, like I'll frame up. I'll take a few minutes. Then I'll then I'll take a test shot. Then I'll zoom in. I'll check focus. If not, I'm, I might stop down a little bit. I might play. So it's not the confidence side. It's the it's the enjoyment of getting it's that the, photo it's right. It's the creating of it. And then it? I think right. Okay. So now I'm happy. I'm happy with the composition. I'm pretty much happy with my settings. Depending on depending on light. Now I'm just going to wait here for. 
10 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour with a coffee and see if I can get some better light, you know, because I've already got the composition. So I think for me, I just, I enjoy the whole process of being on a tripod. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'm exactly the same as that. Exactly the same. But I think, you know, I can understand why Mally or Dave or James, as they're hiking up to a hill or a, or a fell or whatever, why you would want to be handheld on the way up because keep stopping, getting the tripod out, putting it away is the right faff. So handheld allows you to react as you guys do. Yeah. But I guess like with me and you and, and, and Gaz sort of on a, on a flat area in, in, in the woods or whatever, you're not necessarily going to react unless there is some change of light that you see but generally it is a case of constructing an image as the way you've just described it and you can take your time because I, I tend to have my tripod over my shoulder that's the trouble I'll have I'll put my, my camera on the tripod for the first shot then I'll stick it over the shoulder and walk with the tripod over the shoulder which isn't really what I guess you should be doing because the old camera is there hanging at the back but I don't like to have the faff of keep having to put it in my bag and take it out yeah. again so I'll stick it on the back of the tripod but it is, a, it is a crutch, isn't it? There's probably something to be said as well that also, a bit of a generalisation, but generally we shoot landscape shots at f11 upwards, ISO 100. And it's you don't often get conditions where you are going to be, well, I guess with the newer cameras you can, but going back to the old sort of um, DSLR yeah. days, you're not going to get those positions, yeah, those conditions where you can shoot handheld. Because at ISO 100 f11, generally the shutter speed is going to be as such that you you're going to get you're going to introduce movement if you're shooting handheld. Not with yeah. James's new camera. Go on, James, you come in here. Go on. What's that? Go on. No, I'm just going to say I think I think ten second handheld. Perfect. Handheld. I've got uh, with my camera with this stabilization. Yeah. The longest I've got that was properly sharp was four seconds. Wow! It was hard yeah. work. I had to stand pretty still, but the ibis did the job. <laughs> but there's one you thing we're petrified. There's there's one thing we're forgetting, of course, that the six of us need to put our camera on a tripod to do a piece to our other camera for our audience. Yeah, yeah. father, yeah. I, yeah, am that's true. I am trying. Yeah. Well, I am you've done trying. it more recently, haven't you? I have more recently. Quite enjoy yeah. it, actually. It looks like we didn't, we didn't realise you had legs. You get to see <laughs> me kench. That's the problem. You see I, I me barrel. I, I thought you, you, you wielded round. Yeah, no. What was him off Doctor Who? Stavros. 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 <laughs> That's the Greek version of Doctor Who. Greek version, yeah. Throwing plates at your feet. Um, no, I, I, do you feel that we're going to see less and less tripods now? Now that cameras evolve oh. with the. I don't think like so. Well, I don't know. No, no I don't no. think so. I don't know about you guys, but I think that when, when I very first started in photography, it was almost like you're not a landscape photographer if you don't have a tripod. And there's a bit of a misconception, but I think that everyone probably thinks that when they first come into it. Anyway. I was the opposite. Were you? I was the opposite because I was we'll doing street you. from college. What a surprise. No, but I did street from Salford. I was at Salford Uni. I was photographing things that you, you did. You couldn't put it you can't put yeah, the thing is, if he'd left it on a tripod, tripod. the locals would have had it over <laughs> exactly. two seconds. <laughs> he's there, he's there. That's exactly where I was going. You literally going. just have your tripod with some bricks underneath it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One leg missing. <laughs> monopod. Oh, that's a good one. What do we think about a monopod? monopod? Brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> waste of time. I've got, I've got half a dozen of them. Yeah. <laughs> I've got three, they're all connected together. The only time I've used a monopod was shooting aeroplanes at Manchester No, Airport. I've got a monopod. Yeah? Yeah, I thought it was really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bird For birds and stuff in the hide when I was at Penny Flash, and you get it, you know, you get the slit in the window, a monopod there, and it's quite quick and mm. steady. VR and all VR, though, on a monopod. Mm. I find anything other than landscape photography impossible on a tripod. Like, I tried to do bird photography. I've got this sort of gimbal ball head, the gimbal head, and it, it's impossible. I, I have to do it handheld. I just don't feel comfortable doing it the other way. A monopod's quite 
Yeah. Yeah. Even then, though, I still find I'd be like, sort of, get down, you bastard, sort of, you know. <laughs> yeah. Whereas handheld, yeah. and I, I don't know, I just feel like a lot freer. Might miss some of the shots, perhaps, but I just feel freer from it. We've actually got a question here, which leads into another question. We've had a comment on last week's um, podcast from David Leslie Williams. And he said, given today's topic on cameras and exercise, perhaps you would like to consider the following question. To what extent do you think you could be downgrading your photography if you resort to taking snaps when you're out exercising? And then he says, um, what do you do to ensure your images are worthy of being called photography? So we were talking about this just before we came on and it kind of led us on to a similar question, which is what's the difference? Because when, when you mentioned snaps and photography, it took me back to when I used to be at camera club and the judge would say, that's just a record shot. That's not a photograph, that's just a record shot. So what's the difference in your opinion between a photograph and a record shot? I think there's a lot of lap over to be from, from what we were talking about previously, i.e. handheld mm. and tripod. Yeah. I think more, a, a snap is more an instant, raise your camera, click what's in front of you. There's still some basic calculation of a, a, you, you, you're composing, but there's no great thought into it. It's just an instant moment. And I no, think, I don't agree with that at all. All right. <laughs> Carry on. Well, that's that topic, doesn't it? I'll tell you why afterwards. Carry on. <laughs> no, I finished. Not finished. I, I think it all depends how good a photographer as well. Whether that quick <laughs> snap is not worthy of anything or not. If you're handheld, though, that doesn't mean that you're snapping something quickly. Mm. It just means that you're not on a tripod you can still take a well thought out const well constructed photo handheld for, for yep. me a, a record shot is almost like um, observational so oh look there's a I don't know there's a, a can of soup in the gutter lying on the ground let me just take a shot of that so let me take a shot of that because I haven't seen a can of soup in the gutter for ages let me just take a shot of it that's a that's that's a snap that's a record shot whereas a photograph is I'm trying to produce something and it doesn't matter whether it's on a tripod or not yeah a, a snap could be what you take when you're out scouting as an example if you see a composition that that would work in different conditions in different light then you might take a snap of it to record it and then go back to it and take a photograph of it when you've got the right light and the right conditions, mm. and then it creates something. No. But when you go a bit further, just just no. you know, look look at the composition, work it out first of all. Snap I, and see I, if it looks. Aren't we all forgetting about the fact that a large percentage of images have a lot of post processing as well? I just want to know what Dave wants. No, I don't. Well, <laughs> come on, yeah, come on, Kenny. Dave, but before Dave, before Dave Rogers jumps in, I'm just going to say, does anyone watch Red Dwarf? No. Yeah, no. used to. Yeah. Used right, to. so imagine a planet where photography consisted of you step out your front door and you turn your camera on and it constantly takes pictures until you come back. Isn't that your eyes? And then, yeah. And then you load that in your computer and then you pick the image out of that journey. Sounds like that's Black Mirror you're talking that's, about. That's yeah. a lot of snaps. That's a lot of photography. It's a lot of images. What's the I difference? You, you've lost photography. No, Sorry, you've got... The, the, the reason why I'm saying it is because I think if you go out with the idea of you've got an instrument that can take a picture, that's photography. doesn't matter, really. Well, thought, a snap is the same thought, as photography. As, exactly the same. Yeah, yeah I've seen many a, a, a New York artist photographer who has some of the snappiest of snappy images become yeah. works of art when I say when I say snap I'm thinking it's, it's quickness of thinking you can either be, have a good snap or a poor snap yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just, a snap. it's a fascinating thing though isn't it it really you is a crackle and a pop if you like. there's, there's almost a snobbery to say that's where I'm coming from that that is photography well is it the intent is it the intent that makes it photography then? No. So photography. when I was when I was little, yes. uh, we had a we had a, a camera that had some film and it was on the the landing upstairs, 
and it got dropped off the landing and it fell down the stairway and as it bounced it took a picture anyway this got forgot about and then about a month later we got the pictures developed and there was this photograph and we were all looking at each other going who's took that <laughs> who's took that and it and we used to have my dad was a he used to collect he used to be a bottle collector he used to go bottle digging and metal detecting and we used to go digging up all these mad like kind of bottles because round here pilks there was a massive like uh, canal where the the boat people or whatever you call them the coal miners that brought the sand and coal in on the on the barges they tossed the bottles drinking bottles whatever and this was like a porcelain bottle and it was on a little wooden table with some flowers and the camera had fell boom 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 and took this image of this <laughs> porcelain bottle and it was like it, it was like George Brack had took this picture. It was a work of art. It was beautiful. What was he play for? I've got to try and find that. Yeah, find amazing. that, mate. I'd like to see and that. It was completely accidental. And we all looked at each other. Who took that? It's brilliant. So that was a good snap? That was the well camera. Well done. Yeah. Mm. Well, it just, Go on, Dave. Well, conclusion. I, I, it's not a conclusion. It's just my perception of it. I have taken <coughs> over the last... Two months, all handhelds. <laughs> and wrong all. Every single. <laughs> that's what Not again. <laughs> and um, they've all been on dog walks or exercise, so they've all been handheld. But I've produced probably seven or eight images that I would have been perfectly happy to put on a, a tripod and talk people through it and say this is my art. But when I was taking them. I was hand-holding the camera, but moving ever so slightly and recomposing and taking a shot and taking a shot. So none of them were rushed, none of them were snaps, uh, but I thought them through. I knew what I was trying to achieve, and the only thing was the camera wasn't on a tripod. There was one thing that I had a problem with was I really wanted to run about a two or three second exposure for some moving water, and I, I couldn't pull it off handheld. But other than that, I would say that all of my photography over the last couple of months has been with intention. And I think that's the difference. That's what Gary said. It's are you trying to create something or are you just going, oh, there's that there, click. And uh, there's a difference. Yeah. For me, the 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 the, the real uh, example of it is like holiday snaps. So it's like I'm on holiday. <clears throat> Kids, small kids, click. That's a, that's a snap. That's a record shot. That's a holiday snap. That's not a photograph. I mean, it is it is a photograph, but it's not it's not thought out. I'm gonna. It's just I'm clicking because I'm just. Oh look, there's there's a wall. Click, click, click. Kid I get what turns, you're saying. I, knocks ice cream. Dolphin jumps out. Catches ice cream. All accidental. No, but I, I'm just differentiating. I, I just all I'm saying is that I'm not with James insofar as if it's handheld, it's a snap. Because I, I probably took thirty or forty exposures of the same thing handheld in order to get to the one that I was happy with to then process and share. And I've shared very few images because I'm not making videos at the moment. But those that I've shared have been I've been happy to share them. It's not like, oh, here's a snap, it's all I've got for you guys. It, it, no. the, you know, I'm still mm. putting up my photography with yeah, a degree of cows, confidence in it. Your cow shot, the sunrise cow <coughs> shot. That, that, yeah, yeah, now that was that, that was quite a series. Unusual. Yeah, there was about fifteen exposures for that image. Yeah. I didn't blend them, I picked one and worked with it. Yeah, very nice. They, really nice some of the shots you've been posting especially on the group have been very eye-catching like whoa and because they're different for, for yourself mm. which i quite like it's I been like interesting that. yeah so when when was the last snap that everyone took then oh, let me have a look at my phone because that'll be it it'll be on the phone won't it that'll be a snap if we're talking snappity snippity snappity snoo, yeah, is is that the is that a good differentiator whether you snap it on your phone or whether you take it with your you big go. boys camera? <laughs> that was my last snap. <laughs> Ironically, it's a snap of a phone, of a camera, a phone taking a picture of a camera. 
that was my that was my last one. What the hell is that, Gary? What the hell is that? That's like a cooked ham. As he pointed it down at himself. Do you not remember that? I remember. Oh yeah, carrier bag. Yeah. Can't remember what that was about, but yeah, that was the last snap I took. Oh, hello. And that's my camera roll. I don't know if can't you can really see, can you? There you go. That's my camera no, roll. You can't oh, see you... that. That's a snap of the print. A snap of the print I took today. <laughs> see, D- D- Darren, yours doesn't look like a snap. That what? looks like a thought-out shot. What? What I just showed yeah. you? Yeah. No, that was when I went for my walk today. Um, I I come to a. A, a part of, can you not can you see that um not really uh, it's just overexposed darling. no it's this it's this great <laughs> big light <laughs> um i just i just <laughs> came to a, a spot a on the um on the walk that was totally flooded and i couldn't go any further and i just took a snap to show helen that was all who was at work today she couldn't join me on the walk so yeah so that that was a snap nothing more so are we agreed then that, that, that a snap is about intent? No. I just think some snaps are better than no. others. No. no we I, choose I, and select our I, snaps. I, I, no, I think photography can be quite random and quite just accidental as well. No intent. I, I think there's a there's a, a lot of artists have, have done that and made a lot of money out of it. Yeah, but they must have intended something when they put... Their, no. It, it, no. Well then, I must admit I'm confused with this topic. That's why I've stayed a little bit quiet. <laughs> I really am because if you're a photographer or you and you enjoy photography, then normally you don't do snaps. Then you don't you do snaps, do you? But no, because you're you are thinking about what you're taking. The light might not be great, but you're but you are thinking about what you're taking. Not necessarily though, because look at that snap. That's a snap you took. You're a photographer. You took that snap on your phone to show somebody something. It's like I might take a picture of something I've written down so I don't forget it. That's a snap. That's a record shot. There's a difference. It could become art. Yeah well Darren, did you all use the rule of thirds in that snap? No, I didn't. Oh, right. <laughs> it's a snap then. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I suppose a snap on my camera, on my phone is one thing. I don't know. I'm just... It's just... It's bollocks. It's one <laughs> Yeah. I, I am confused with it. I must Essentially, admit. We've sorry, David. Nothing to talk about at all. <laughs> so we're literally making stuff up. So... <laughs> Yeah, brilliant. Right. So Let's James about- opened and closed that beautifully. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So, so Manny, you've got some avenue oh. that we were talking. The, uh, the you know the, the race. The race. The race. The race. Yeah, because because that's kind of I don't know. No, that's the chain. Yeah, the so race is, is it's still red. Yellow, yeah, yellow did the race. Oh yeah, <gasps> they're doing the boat race in race. Ely. Do you know what? I'm this year, boat race. Oh. Yeah, how come it's always Cambridge, Oxford in the final? That's the tradition. That? Yes. Yeah, there you go. See, tradition. Could you imagine it be like you know, Aiton <laughs> <laughs> against Swansea? Elephant in the castle. If you're racing up there, you're probably properly racing, aren't you? Because someone's trying to steal your boat. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Sorry. Didn't, I didn't no, say spreading, that. Didn't spreading say COVID. That. Yeah. Anyway, we were talking, Mally, weren't we, about the race. Yes. So do you want to expand on that? Oh, God. Now you've put me on the point. It's like, oh. oh. And normally you can't shut him up. No, it does seem... Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, isn't that? <laughs> make, it, make it a long one, Mally. Oh, he's got all shy. Come on, let me have a drink. Say it slowly. <laughs> Can we all synchronise? Ready? Two, three. There's the thumbnail. <laughs> Oh, talking of thumbnails! Oh, go on. the old, the old, the old age thumbnail that you put up on the Facebook group. 
Yeah, so that, that thumbnail, got quite a few comments. Didn't that it? thumbnail what? really oh. was. Oh, yeah. that was brilliant. That yeah, was really, really so, cool. But that was what we we said we were going to talk about whether landscape photography vlogging is a is a long game. You know, will we all still, you know, we'll still be looking like we'll be looking like that before we've made it as landscape photographers because on on YouTube, shall we say, because Mm. it's a long game. And are there too many people now or is there too much of a um, a culture these days Mm. of people trying to get famous or get to where they want to go too quickly and jumping over the part where you gain your respect and you gain your uh, experience as a as a photography vlogger or a photographer. Yeah, it jumped into me head that, uh, uh, that fame is short lived. Has anyone seen Charlie Sheen? Fifteen lately? minutes, in fact. No, well, even longer than that. Even longer than that. But it depends how famous you become. You could be a legend and last forever. Well, it but, depends how well you adapt to times. But that's Madonna. where Elvis people are. Uh, so the race to fame, um, at the at, does it? D- my thinking was longevity. My thinking was that it's short lived. That the goal is far greater. To it <laughs> 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 <And> exploded. Turn into a statue. They'll be they wielding your way. I hope your photography shows better than this. No, it's not. Oh, you, know no. when you, get, you know when you get them burps <laughs> where they, they kind of stick. Make the sweet to sick every week. <laughs> 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 it's a long word to make. You know what I'm trying to say is that if you chase, if oh, what's his? I always get this guy's name wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the actor from Interstellar. That's all I'll say. Tom Cruise. No, no. Matthew McConaughey. I always call him Matthew McConaughey. Well, Matthew McConaughey. He's done a book about green lights. And racing to red lights. You know when you see these knobheads? Sorry if you've got a BMW and Audi or that kind of car out there, everyone. But you do. Jim Let's face it. When you're on when you're on road and you see you see these Nobody. reps, Jamie. I mean yeah. <laughs> And they floor in it third lane and they racing and they get to a red light and you trungle up in your eye undie and you just look at that angle. Yeah. Red light, mate. And then they floor it again and you, you do 13. It's the tortoise and the hare, isn't it? Where you're racing and pushing and fighting to Chang. Where, where are you going with this, mate? Where am I going? I'm going about racing to red lights. What, what, why? Just chasing, chasing and chasing. chasing and sometimes I think uh, if you just take your time and you have a longer plan, Success is there. Where so if you're racing and you want it now, I want it now, I want it now, you're gonna get it, but you're not gonna get it in the in the, the glorious way that you could receive it by just taking what your time. A, what, what the hell? What, what's the question? <laughs> fame, racing for fame, fame. chasing it to the red lights. Racing. And what's your point? There is no point. <laughs> you don't say. After all of that, there's no point. The point is in. The point it's is in, There's never a point. Good. The point is success, chasing success and racing for it. It's not. That's not a good thing. It's, I don't, you, you don't, I don't like that. I don't. I don't think there's. I think you're gonna achieve more and and with longevity and more. Say slowing down to the point where. You, you're not racing for fame. You're racing for success. But some people still do it and remain credible in what they do. Not racing for fame. They, Anyone that races for fame, I think, ends up in trouble at some point. I, I think. I think you're right. I do. I think you're right. I think there's no, there's no substance. Yeah. If you if you if you go from A to Z too quickly, and I think if we're talking about YouTube, I think a lot of people like to see people's journeys mm-hmm. and like to see their pitfalls as well and like to see that they're honest and they're learning 
mm-hmm. I think you know I think we're all kind of thinking about the fact that some people kind of start landscape photography and within a few months they're uh, they're classing themselves as experts I think that's it what we're trying to laugh though because it's to. not rock and roll is it it's landscape photography. It's so funny. I think if people want to do that, run for the fame, then they're in the wrong genre of YouTube. They need to do something else, don't they? Yeah. Not landscape photography. How do you, how do you know <laughs> when you've reached... gone now. How do you know when you've reached that fame point? What happens? You start selling prints. Which is what it is. I knew you said something. Or presets. Oh, I think I, I think I think the saddest the, the, uh, for me there were three types <laughs> there were three types of vloggers right landscape photography vloggers. Oh, there now were, you're all gut chipping. And Call yeah. me a bell end five minutes ago. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> listening, mate. I was doing something else. <laughs> there, 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 out of the bag for you. There, there were three types of landscape photography vloggers. There are the people who are and and actually I'll be honest, I'm increasingly more tolerant and actually understanding of these guys. There were the people who are doing it purely as a marketing for their already existing photography business so Mm -hmm. they look at it and they think so they think i've got a business and i want to i want to push myself on that business so i'm going to use youtube and that's going to be my marketing arm and that's fine i've got no problem with that actually i used to be quite sort of anti that but i told i'm 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 absolutely fine with that now i understand it and i i can see where they're coming from and then there are people which i think like us six here who are just hobbyists and we're going along and we are just we're all improving but we're not pushing it through youtube we're not trying to we're not trying to get anything out of youtube we didn't start off trying to get something out of youtube and we're still not trying to get anything out of youtube but we are happily taking stuff that comes along on offer right because it does that's a fact of youtube you get maybe someone saying i want to buy a print or someone saying i want to give you something to review or someone saying would you give me some advice I'd like a workshop etc right and then there are the people in the middle and these are the people who i think i feel the sorriest for they're the people who started off as a on youtube as a hobby and they haven't really progressed particularly they're still they've improved a little bit but all of a sudden they've got to a point where they see this it's almost like the not not green not not, not green-eyed and the green-eyed monster it's not like envy or greed maybe a bit of greed it's more opportunity oh i can now all of a sudden see what youtube can do for me what i can get out of it but i haven't yet got to the level where i deserve to get anything out of it i haven't earned it so but i can see it's there so i've got like you know i saw someone the other day who's an all right photographer he's got about 800 odd subscribers and all of a sudden he's offering workshops and i'm like you haven't got a photograph you haven't got a photograph let alone a portfolio that can say i can offer you a workshop to say that i can do this the only fool there would be the person who agrees to go on that workshop and pays money. Yeah, but I, I know I agree, but it, I think I, I just think it's I think you have a moral obligation not to try and milk people and take advantage of them just because you've got the opportunity to do it. <laughs> what? Do you well, disagree? Depends on <laughs> who the marketing is. I, I disagree in a way. Really? Oh, okay. there, do it. Really? Do what, it. if you're a shit photographer and you know that you're going to give someone shit instruction, you think just, cause they're, just because they're gullible enough to take it, you should take their money? The day, isn't it? It's their choice. They see what the product is at the end of the day. Yeah, but isn't, it like standard. Standard. isn't it training standards? Well, no, if you're below that standard, you want to reach that shit standard from a really shit standard, then so be it, pay money, it's up to them. I've said this before, we've talked about this on the podcast, when I've said that sometimes it's not just about how good someone takes a photo, it's almost like the bedside manner. So if you feel that whoever you're watching on YouTube, you think, oh, you could bond with that person and they could teach you something. I mean, you don't know what standard someone is that's actually watching that that, uh, video that day, but they might be thinking, well, do you know what? I think I could get on with that person. I think I could bond with that person. So perhaps I will go. I will go out with them. I've got no. I think also on the other side of the coin, the person who's offering the workshops might actually think they're good. They might not be trying to milk people. Oh yeah, you're right. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I'm sure we can all think of examples. Me. Just saying. (laughs) Me. I've I've come to a real realization this week that I'm shit. 
Again. Oh, rubbish. You're yeah. far no, from no, that. No, bear with me. Just, right. just bear we with are. me. The judgments on myself. I could also have the same judgment this week that I am excellent. I am fantastic. But that's lies to myself. You're lying to yourself. This is the chasing to reds. Like, this is the fame chasing. If you're honest to yourself, you're not really gonna get very far. Imagine Jimi Hendrix saying, "Oh God, how many how many bum notes Jimmy hit? He hit a lot of bum notes. Jimmy was shocking. He was a shocking guitarist, but he played and played and played, and he practiced constantly. And he's he's revered as one of the greatest photographers of all time. But then you go and speak to a technical guitarist, Jimmy and Jimmy Hendrix. Jimmy Hendrix, you go and speak to a technical. Did I say that? Yeah. Guitar. But if you go... <laughs> but if you... But I'm comparing... I'm sets comparing, fire to it at the end. I'm, I'm pissed. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Chucks it on the guitar. I'm, I'm absolutely complete. smashed off my bin lid. <laughs> but Jimmy... Is today a good day, man? Today's brilliant day. Jimmy was amazing for me yeah it was the emperor's new clothes you're right he every <laughs> second note was bum there you yeah. go he, he's so overhyped worked. the people that were around Ooh. at the time that revered him were all off their tits at the time and it's and he couldn't play a note there have been far far better guitarists down the local pub well there was people who played with him like a certain gentleman god rest his soul that is his birthday today called david allen from gong who not many people probably even know or ever heard of and he even spent time with Jimi Hendrix and he's probably one of the greatest songwriters for me soul and um, spirituality people that's ever graced the earth in music and no one knows who he is so it's a point of view and it's a point of uh, confidence isn't it so Jimmy he, he must have been such a confident person just such a confident person no no not no it's not just stone there this he is was a stoned. very this is a very important point about his confidence. Clapton, on the other hand, was just mulling around in the background. He's probably one of the greatest guitarists to ever live and play. And back then, he it was like Eric Clapton was kind of just mulling around, and you know he come to the forefront, but he wasn't getting his cock out as Jimmy did, you know. So it's all about this this idea of 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 representing yourself to be more than you are. It's self-confidence, isn't it? Self-confidence plays mm. a lot. And that's in photography, I believe, especially on YouTube, parading around like a peacock. Look at me. Look at me. Who's that? Anyone in particular? Oh, there's a, there's a, there's a plethora. There's a plethora. I've seen a few skipping around, like Bambi. I don't I'm, know if I'm this is um, still going to kind of make sense because I've actually kind of forgot what the question was. <laughs> you and the rest of the world, mate. Yeah. But I think, I think you know when you're, a, say, a fairly good photographer, when you start questioning yourself, when you start saying, "Oh, do you know what? I'm really shit. I'm, 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 I'm really not happy. I'm, I'm really not a good photographer." I think actually that's when you know how far you've progressed because in the early days you start to think that every shot you take is is pretty good but after a few years you start to think actually them shots weren't that good you know and you you start to question yourself and i think that's how you know you've actually improved when you start being it's called imposter syndrome so, no, I don't know about imposter syndrome. No, no, it's, but, no, 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 it's called imposter syndrome. Wait. No, but I think what I'm talking about, I don't think I'm talking about imposter syndrome. What I'm talking about is you start to you start to question your own photos, you know, and you start to think, oh, am I, you know, am I, am I that good? Whereas a few years ago, you would you would have been delighted with the shots that you're getting today. It's the it's just the development that you go through. Yeah, when you're shit, this is what imposter syndrome is, essentially. When you're not very good, you think you're better than you are. And as you get better and get more experienced and, and better, you then start to question yourself and say, am I actually that good? Am I actually any good? I don't know. You're always questioning because you're, you're continually improving. But what if there's a formula? Like, you know how you could make bake a loaf of bread? Same ingredients, same things go into that bread. 
you make a loaf of bread constantly and manufacturing is reliant upon the same ingredients and the same practice being played out time and time again to perfection every loaf of bread is the same for warburton's i see i see that with photography i see that with photography the the same techniques you could go through photography and say i'm a great photographer by taking images so formulaic that you can't help but get the same just result 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 does that make it good i come from the background an idea of it's got to be art it's got to be individual it's got to be a story it's got to be expression it's got to be something that's unique to the photographer and that's my love not a process of creating something I'm chasing to red lights racing to red lights you're following a, a process you're following a, 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 a formula to just tick the boxes and get what you want from it a lot of photography has gone like that it's very formulaic no no exp, ex, uh, expression I'm sorry only Mally could talk about photography Jimi Hendrix and Woolburns <laughs> <laughs> the same I'm, context. I'm so not not sure what the question was. I'm I'm lost with the actual question. What if was I'm honest. <laughs> I really? I I, I think Gary, was, the, we... was it all about people that are running before they can walk? Oh, yeah, that was it. Is that is that the context? In it for the firm. <laughs> wrong intentions. Yeah, yeah. In it for the fair. Yeah. Wrong intentions, not expression, not heart, not soul, not love, not passion, not being in the environment, in the landscape, being a part of the sun, the clouds, the moon, the rain, the stars, Have we the snow. Uh, covered it yet? Ooh. All that business. What's up? Right, I'm clear, thanks. <laughs> right. What's up? <laughs> Soon be Christmas. What's the difference between a photo and a snap? <laughs> <laughs> it's the uh, I think what, when was it the 13th was the uh, opening entry date for landscape photography of the year is anybody doing anything with it what do we think about entering this year any plans might as well I'm going to yeah I decided yeah. images yeah but I'm, I'm going to chuck a few images in yeah. I might have a go as well quid. what the hell yeah. oh that's well, great to hear yeah. 25 quid a year why not you never why know. not so who who was against it last year and who's changed their mind Gary this was. year? I was, was, I, 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 was uh, I was against it last year, yeah, and I don't mind David saying Gary there. I don't mind yeah. saying that I'm gonna enter um, some um, images. I well there was something that, specific that swung it for me, because I am gonna enter and <gasps> I'm actually gonna take one of the uh, twenty image packages because I Are can't you? make my mind up. Okay. But what swung it for me was uh, the video of Charlie talking about the winning picture. Mm. And what I really liked about it was that what he was excited about and what stirred his emotions was the same thing that stirred all of us when we analysed it. Mm. And he was just coming at it from a purely artistic and emotional and, you know, this is just a wonderful piece of work and here's the reasons why. I was just taken in by his enthusiasm, and I thought, "Ah, oh, bugger it! I'll, I'll chuck thirty-five quid into that all day long." Charlie is the the reason for me. I absolutely adore that man. I love what he's about. It's so I love eloquent. His photography. It, it? I love the way he's put it all together. The hard work over the years, and he, in yeah. it, he he's not lost touch, has he? You know, we talk about no. chasing fame. No. He's just no. Grounded. I take it all back. No. I, I last year I was very cynical. Uh, and this year I'll drop 35 quid get nowhere and still enjoy it was it 35 quid 35 quid yeah I think think it's a little bit like playing the lottery isn't it I think there's more excitement before Mm. before the numbers have dropped so you think oh you know what would I do with that money you know and the build up is actually from buying the lottery ticket to the draw and I think it's a little bit like landscape photography, you know, the, the, the actual competition. When you're looking at your images, you put them in, you think, oh, I wonder if they'll like this, wonder if they'll like that. For me, it doesn't really matter if I don't get anything out of it, you know. I'll just, it's, just the, it's just the process and the excitement of entering your images and also looking back at your images as well. Yeah, mm. yeah. 
Mm. There's a wax stamp, isn't there? There's a little wax stamp to it as well. You know, like you go and do your, your when you was in the Scouts or Boys Band, and you'd learn to play a riff on the drum and you get your little badge. There's a little bit of that to it as well. I just I'll think it's quite exciting. I'll be happy if I just get one, one image that moves forward from the very first I'm stage. Sure, sure, we all would. That's all I want. I, that's all. I, if I don't, I don't. But yeah, it'd just be nice to. It kind of be. You know, I I was very critical of it, and I still, I still feel that you know when you enter something on there, it's got your name on it. You can put a bio on. You, to your, all your details with your photograph and your Instagram link and your links to whatever you do. So I still think that there may be there may be something in there because it's not completely anonymous. Um, but you know, I just why not? You know, why not? Just see, just see. It, for me, it would be fantastic if a little bit of validation to say, yeah, you're doing all right. I think that's what it is. Is it? It's that validation. I think the whole the competition's got the status in the community that if you do get recognised, you know, even if it's commended or whatever, just move forward. It's that recognition and, and validation that actually the image was okay. You know, I did all right. You know, <laughs> I, I might like it myself, but I might think everybody else thinks it's crap. But actually, when it gets recognised in a competition like that, there's a massive boost, surely. To individuals that would get recognised because it, it just validates that you are probably as good in certain extents than you think you are and you know I'd, I would love to get an image I won't say I will but you know I'd love to get an image that's recognised by somebody that absolutely knows what they're looking for in an image and appreciates it for what it is rather than somebody that just likes to see a sunrise or a sunset shot on Facebook I'll tell you what's really interesting in the process as well I've got I don't know whether you guys will find this. I've got eight images to to put in, and going back through my catalogue, I can see three that I think, yeah, they might they might do all right. I can't find yeah. the other five. I've, I've picked five out, but I look at them. The more I look at them, the more I think, you know, I'm, I'm you have to be really critical of your own images. Think I'm spending twenty five quid here. Is mm -hmm. is this the image that I really want to put into this competition? And it makes you go from sort of looking and. and you know, thinking, ah, oh, that's all right, to actually, you know, that that's worthy of going in. But that was my point. I know it, like, earlier, I, I, perhaps I didn't word it very well, but that was my point earlier. And I think that's really good. When you start being really critical of your own images, that's when I think you know that you've perhaps reached another level. Yeah. Obviously not the mm. top level, but you've reached another level. Whereas, like, you know, two or three years ago, you know, I didn't have a benchmark, really. So I was just, everything that I took, I thought was okay. But now I look back on them images and realise they wasn't okay whatsoever. So it's good. I think when you start to question your own images, that can only be a good thing. Well, I, I, entered, I entered it two years ago. So not, not last year, the year before, I think. Might even have been a year before that. But none of those images are even close. Well, I, I, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll let you into a sec. I entered last year. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think I've mentioned it to, to you guys at the time. It was the garlic shop. It was the garlic shop. <laughs> I went over under a different name. Neck with a stripy jumper. <laughs> no, I, 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 you get eight images, and I, I'll be honest with you, I uploaded, I think it was three or maybe four, then I forgot all about it and the entry, the entry actually closed and I only uploaded kind of half my allowance. But one of my images did actually make it to the to the next round. Oh. I got the email to say, right, you've made it to the next Plus, round. Can you can you send your high res um, you know, file, image yeah. now and your raw file and all the rest of it? Awesome. But I didn't get any further than that, but it was quite oh, nice. That was it for me, though. It was quite oh, yeah, exciting, absolutely. actually, yeah, to get yeah. that email to say... So the next question is, which one was it? Come yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. It was... Um, the bots. Uh, it was no i didn't i didn't enter so that nice. I, i've actually Sorry. entered i'm going to enter that this year no i'll tell you what it was you know i actually put it on let's create do you remember the the photo that i shot in the woods at norfolk and then i i showed it on let's create then i i gave it a really 
cool tone and a really oh, yeah. warm yeah. tone. It was that image, but it was only after it had gone to the next round um, on the competition did I actually re-edit it. But the the image that I entered was the warm tone. Ah, that was the one that actually the kind cool of, tone this year. So uh, yeah, poss- possibly. I Genius. should do. I'm well, looking at it idea, now. That's actually. what I'm looking at there, actually. Here's an idea. Why don't we each share our images one week each that we've entered? Yeah, so eight, that's a good eight, idea. Eight, pick your top eight. I know you're going to enter more, Dave, but pick your top eight, and each week we'll look through one of our sets of images. Isn't there a, a thing, though? Can we do that? Another hour images, but if we oh, enter them... Know. Uh, is there a terms to entering the competition and then know, showing your it. images? Do you know, I don't know. Mm. I'm just saying okay. there might be. There might be. Maybe that's suggesting the previously been shown on uh, we, social we, media. We, we show what we've entered before the competition, and we say right. that we've entered them. I'm not. Sh- I've noticed a lot of people do go quiet. Maybe that's because they don't want to say what they've entered. I don't know. Well, but, maybe. Well, it's up to us. Maybe we'll read. Rule? We'll read up on that and see. You can go back to April 16 as well, can't you? Yes, yes. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Okay. Mm. I tried to keep it within 12 months, and the eight images I've picked um, from this 12 months have been really tough, and I've, I've found what Darren's saying, and I do it every year, and that's why I don't make a year-end video, because I don't have a very high opinion of what I've done. I find that every year I need to improve and every year I try to improve and I've found that the eight images I've picked so far there's well according to James there's only one in my opinion I think there's definitely one worthy next definitely that's a bonus because I don't think any of them I'd, are I'd a, love that I'd love that I'd love oh, to get commended very kind very kind uh, yeah to get even uh, God commended could you imagine yeah Kid hell I'd be up front it knack mm. dancing so <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong. It, if it goes on to the next stage, is that when it's commended, or is it the no, stage no, after? no, no? You have to go on right. from there. All right. So, uh, but so even even so, I'll say it was quite exciting to get the email to say, mm. you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, well done, yeah, yeah. you've got through to the next round. I mean, I wasn't expect, as I say, especially because I only put three, perhaps four images through because I did I, I totally forgot all because I think they extended the date didn't they they kind of um, I'm sure they yes. did I'm sure they, yeah. Yeah, they so did. I thought to myself oh I've got plenty of time plenty of time and then typically forgot all did, about uh, it did you print and frame it I did I sent it through the post yeah. no the email oh no <laughs> no. <laughs> no I'm sure it's still on my phone somewhere I have to say when I got I can imagine how you felt Darren it must have been wonderful because I remember the feeling how I felt when I got the email that said you've not been successful. Yeah, rejected in a way. Yeah, that's the side of the scale, isn't it? It took me back to college. It yeah. took me right back to a time of of, of being rejected where I was mm. like, oh wow, I've never felt that with my photography. I tell you, never the, felt that. I tell you, the worst feeling that, that I've had in those respects is when this is going to sound really ridiculous and and like I don't know whatever pretentious. But when I got I got two images in the beds Cambridgeshire in the Wildlife Trust calendar last year and I didn't get in the top three. And I was like, You picked two of my images in the top twelve and I didn't make the top three. And I was like, Really? And then they use your image to promote it. And they it as use well. my it's... image to promote it all the Aww. time. It's a, yeah. There's a, there's, yeah. a, there's an email today come out from them saying, Oh, why don't you enter next year? I'm like, yeah, I took got your image all over it. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't good enough to bloody win or get in the top three it's good enough for you to use every single time yeah that sounds horrible that sounds really pretentious or spoiled doesn't it but yeah but I do remember getting rejected as well from landscape photography the year and you're just like oh okay okay so what's the time scales for it for entry when have we got up until to enter uh, now up till April, April is that right yeah so okay yeah. Yeah. And well, you, and do the, it do it go, as soon as cause I just want to go back go. I just want to go back to Charlie Waite though. Um, I've got a book here of his. It's called uh, I Effort Look because I'm blabbing. Uh, the, <laughs> the making of uh, la- uh, a landscape. Uh, the making of a landscape photograph. It's predominantly print, um, uh, film, uh, 
photography in that book, but <laughs> I don't think I'd be doing this if it weren't for Charlie Waite. Well, so one of the, the one of the categories that I've entered this year, um, it was I, I can't remember the actual category. It's like uh, I, I, um, it's like iconic, historic. iconic build, historic, historic, historic buildings, Britain. Yeah. historic yeah. Britain. That's it. And I've actually entered one. It, it's only of, of Newnham College, so I don't, it's not this big grand vista. It's quite an intimate scene. But I only entered that because the the winner of that gets a one-to-one with Charlie Waite and I thought oh, oh can you imagine that going out with Charlie Waite for a day mm. so I, I, I did chuck an image in for, that's quite a category. high value prize as well isn't it absolutely that would mean more than winning it it was fascinating to read to, to listen to Charlie's view on all the pictures there did you watch him when they published them all on the on the landscape channel which is fascinating to hear his views on all of the the winners and and to hear his emotion of what he could see and feel in those photographs you know and and that's to get that instilled in somebody else rather than yourself is such an achievement because we all feel emotion in our own pictures don't we when we take them because we've got the connection but to to actually then translate that emotion for somebody else to share it it's like that's that's success isn't it really if you can do that definitely exactly jamie spot on there mate that's exactly the emotion transferred to another person that connects with that mm. magic. Best of luck, everyone. Yeah. Get entered. Yeah. Best yeah. of luck. And I think Good on luck. that, I think we'll we'll call it a day uh, for this week. So um, thanks very much, everyone, for watching. And really, you know, we really hope you've enjoyed it this week. It's uh, it's been a bit of a a bit of an odd one, but yeah, I think it's been okay. Um, yeah, until next week. You know, and, and listen, if you've got any suggestions, you know, because we're all lazy and we can't think of anything for ourselves, if you've got any suggestions for something you want us to talk about, stick it in the comments below uh, or on our Facebook page. You know, feel free as well. Please. Yeah. Help, yeah, yeah. help us out. Where, where, where if you haven't visited our Facebook page, you can go and check the picture of us in uh, in 30 years' time, which is uh, quite an interesting shot as well. Next week and where we're going. Yeah. Oh, Just well. do a quick shout-out because I just remembered I watched a vlog couple of days ago Rob's Rob Outen yes and Rob has obviously announced that he's you know just mothballing the channel for a while because of lockdown which is fine I'm sure the rest of us but he's now moved into supporting because I think he works for the NHS but he's moving into critical care um, for obviously the Covid situation so you know fair play to you Rob you know respect for what you're doing and uh, absolutely understand why you're not putting any content out because that's far more important mate so good on you yeah well done Rob and and Mm. Daniel Bennett while we're at it let's mention him as well because he's a hospital porter who does an equally as important job so and anyone in fact Paul and and they're both genuinely nice blokes as well Daniel and Rob I've met them both and and they're the salt the great guys and and my daughter-in-law who's uh she's uh she works in the NHS and she had a, a, a jab the other day. She's only, what, 22, but because she's frontline in all of this, she uh, she had a she had a vaccine the other day. So, well done, my darling. Proud of you. Okay, well, on that, thanks for watching again and uh, we'll all see you uh, same time-ish next week. <laughs> Bye-bye. See, see you guys. You Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. See you there.